Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Great to be back on board once again today to talk about the Minnesota Vikings and free agency. Well, it happened. The Minnesota Vikings did indeed sign Kirk Cousins. As per club policy, terms of the deal were not uh, disclosed, so I can't really talk about the contract. Okay, just kidding. Three years, $84 million, all guaranteed. That's your details. Three years, but all guaranteed. So it's nice that it's short in terms of the guarantee. You know, you get scared that it's all guaranteed, and you know how football is, not for long and all that. But again... Three years, not uh, three years, all guaranteed. Uh, that's the it's a definite uh, president setter for the NFL. You might see more and more of this happening. Um, that's kind of the scare for some owners, I'm sure, out there. Some owners, some general managers. It's going to be hard to sign certain people, or the risk you take somebody gets hurt, and well, guess what? You're you're on the hook for the whole contract. But welcome to Major League Baseball. Welcome to uh, the NBA. And hockey for the most part as well. So, yeah, foot, football has been the sport where it hasn't had a whole lot of guarantees. But a lot of the big-name players still get huge chunks of guaranteed contracts. Kirk Cousins, now the first one to get an NBA-like contract in a lot of ways, too. The size of it and <laughs> the size of it, and in a lot of ways the length, too, because the NBA, some of the contracts are shorter. <clears throat> but the amount per year is high, and of course it's guaranteed. So, there it is. Pretty much before even this took place, the Vikings had made a trade for Trevor Simeon, which also signaled the departure of Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford. Minnesota Vikings ultimately end up trading a seventh round, no, a fifth round pick for Trevor Simeon, and we also get a 2008 seventh round pick. So it's going to be interesting. A 2019 (laughs) fifth round pick, and we get a seventh round pick back. Trevor Simeon on his way to the Minnesota Vikings, of course, Denver Broncos. So nice. Interesting addition, interesting uh, signing, kind of Case Keenum-like in a sense. Doesn't have the greatest arm, but does have NFL starting experience, extended experience, a la Case Keenum in the past. Uh, We'll get back to him in a moment as uh, we'll continue to bounce around. Sam Bradford ultimately goes to the Arizona Cardinals for two years and $40 million. uh, Pretty crazy, Uh, but there's also talk that it's a uh, one-year $20 million contract, 15 guaranteed. So you're getting kind of a back and forth of that. Some people are saying it's two years for $40 million, Others, it's one year for 20 And, of course, 15 guaranteed. That's a lot to give to a guy who you don't know what his future is with the whole knee situation. Uh, they also acquired Mike Glennon. Two years, $8 million. So $4 million per for Mike Glennon going to the Arizona Cardinals to back up Sam Bradford. So good luck, Sam Bradford. And at the end of the day, the whole talk about, uh, well, the whole situation with a guy who had ACL issues before, in Carson Palmer, it's funny, they wind up with Sam Bradford now. Interesting how that's taking place. Uh, certain guys feeling the physical, Ryan Grant with the Baltimore Ravens, this and that. Uh, we don't need to get too much into other teams necessarily. But one that's interesting because he was a possible direction the Vikings would have to go if uh, we say we struck out, everybody leaves, and then, oh, by the way, Kirk Cousins left as well. Though the way things were heading before Kirk Cousins signed, it was a pretty strong indication that Kirk Cousins was coming here because all the players went to all the teams that were going after Kirk Cousins. We'll get to that in one second, but uh, A.J. McCarron ultimately winds up with the Buffalo Bills for $10 million. <laughs> Two years, $10 million. Uh, Cleveland Browns wind up trading for Tyrod Taylor. They make a trade for Tyrod Taylor with the Buffalo Bills, so that's why A.J. McCarron on his way over 
to Buffalo. So interesting combination of things. It's a musical chair situation with the quarterbacks. Of course, Case Keenum on his way to Denver. That was obviously one of the candidates to land uh, Mr. Kirk Cousins. So Case Keenum going to Denver, that was an indication there. And of course, they have the quarterback of the future in Paxton. And then also meant Trevor Simeon was no longer needed with the Broncos, but it could be a valuable addition here. Obviously, because the Vikings needed somebody to back up. Uh, Sloter, Slaughter, whatever you want to call him. Sloter's got all kinds of special skills and everything. Accuracy still in question. And, of course, just very, very raw. So you don't want to necessarily make him the immediate backup. Trevor Simeon, of course, acquired from the Denver Broncos to the Minnesota Vikings. Nice addition. I believe his file finally bleep and loaded. God, this Yahoo is annoying sometimes to look at uh, his career so far. Uh, Tremaine Brock also, by the way, former Viking on his way to the Denver Broncos for one year and four million. Tremaine Brock, Brock barely played with the Vikings, but, eh, you know. Trevor Simeon, though, a couple years of experience. 2016, quarterback rating 84.6. 18 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Not too bad, eh? Not too bad. Uh, fumbles here and there. A couple fumbles lost the last couple of years. Two fumbles per season. 2017, uh, by the way, Mr. Uh, Simeon played in 14 games for the Denver Broncos in 2016. 2017, he played in 11 games. Not as good. Uh, 12 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Quarterback rating down to 73.3. He had 3,401 yards with the Broncos in 2016. 2,285 for the Broncos Last season, not bad, not a bad addition to be your backup quarterback. And remember how it was like, okay, you're bringing in Case Keenum, and wow, for only $2 million, and you know, he had some okay seasons, and he played some extended time. Like, wow, he got some extended amount of experience out there for the St. Louis Rams, even a little bit with the Houston Texans and such. And St. Louis slash Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Rams, of course. Um, so similar situation coming in here with Trevor Simeon, born in 1991, born in... <laughs> <laughs> so he's still got quite a few years left, and that's a good thing. Obviously, well under 30, younger than Kirk Cousins, actually. And uh, not bad, not bad, because you just never know what's going to happen. You don't know in this league, and you pray to God you don't have anything bad happening to anybody. Um, but there's your depth chart, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Simeon, Kyle Sloter. Not too bad. I have got nothing to complain about there. Running back position, of course, Delvin Cook and Latavius Murray has restructured his contract. And Mr. Jarek McKinnon on his way to the San Francisco 49ers for a pretty good price here, unfortunately. But, well, good for him, though. I'm not complaining too much. Uh, four years, $30 million for Jarek McKinnon. Is he a feature back? Well, he's going to have to get a lot of money or a lot of, a lot of touches of that contract. We'll see what happens. But Jarek McKinnon, he'll be missed, uh, just like uh, Mr. Chester Taylor was missed. Hopefully, though, at least Latavius Murray still, he's still got some bit of Chester Taylor there. He could be the goal line guy. And then, of course, Delvin Cook, a bit more versatile than Adrian Peterson. So I think we're going to be okay. Going to miss him, though. Going to miss uh, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, also interesting, former Viking Jeff Locke wound up with the San Francisco 49ers. So good on him there. He left the uh, Baltimore Colts. Okay, I'm just kidding. The uh, <laughs> Indianapolis Colts. I like to call him Baltimore. It sounds better. It really does. Also, a guy that was cut by the Seattle Seahawks and a possibility for about an eighth of a second coming to the Vikings. We just, you know, thought, wouldn't that be something? Richard Big Mouth Sherman winds up going to the San Francisco 49ers. The guy who once batted that pass away, preventing the Niners from going to the Super Bowl and probably winning it in 2013. That's because Seattle just rolled all over that Denver team that was not ready to play in that game. Uh, Richard Sherman to the Niners. Jarek McKinnon, Richard Sherman, and of course, Jimmy Garoppolo and that Strong finish, despite they were just loosey-goosey and had nothing to play for. But uh, very interesting uh, 
uh, scenarios taking place there in San Francisco, and good luck to them. They have a defense that's improving, obviously. Uh, Seattle's losing a lot of players, and I really don't care. Oh, I feel so bad for the Seattle Sea Chickens. Ah, oh, I just, just feel awful. <clears throat> Michael Bennett is going to the Eagles via trade. That's great. Uh, of course, Michael Bennett, the jackass of Seattle again. Ugh, oh, I hate <laughs> Well, we can hate the Eagles more now, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of going all over, but it's like, why not? Um, Teddy Bridgewater, obviously now going to the New York Jets, and I'm going to miss him an awful lot. And We'll talk about him a bit more with you guys, with you guys out there in fan interaction. This will be a two-segment show because it is now an off-season show. We like to go to two segments except for State of the Vikings. That's a special thing there. Josh McCown standing with the Jets. Obviously, that was a, well, is he going to start? Is he not going to start? One year for $10 million. Teddy, 5 mil guaranteed, up to 15 though, in terms of incentives all the way, like to win the Super Bowl and everything, and he's like an MVP of the league or something. But I don't know. Um, there was all kinds of weird uh, stuff going on. Like, was Teddy's contract even signed or what was going on? Did they change their mind? Were they kind of quietly backing out on it? Because it took forever for it to get announced. And then, ba- oh, oh, there it is. There it is on Sunday when it was like f- freaking four days later. It's a funny situation taking place there. But Teddy Bridgewater, New York Jets, and oh, Teddy, you know, I, I got kind of sad. And I got sad. I mean, because you, you see him and, and the promise and you're excited and you just think, oh, man, this guy's going to be our quarterback for many years. And he's just got this personality that you love. And he's clean and he's smart. And, 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 and you could see the arm strength improving. And then, and then all of a sudden, bam, on a quiet, sunny, pretty-looking August afternoon, late in August, the, the humidity was down a bit. It had been getting nicer out because it was late August. The preseason was almost over. Trainers rushed to Teddy Bridgewater in, what, uh, in terms to treat a an apparent injury. And it's like rushing to Teddy Bridgewater for an apparent injury. Hmm. I forget the exact terms, and that's why I'm stumbling all over myself here. But, uh and it's like, little did we know just how apparent that injury was. I mean, it was apparent, all right. And that's why guys were... And then when you saw, just like moments later, maybe like five, ten minutes later, and then players slamming their helmets, cursing after the sight, uh, upon seeing the sight of Teddy Bridgewater's injury. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that does not sound good. Cursing in terms of like, they were like, oh my bleeping blankety blankety blank, you know, and looking away and they were pissed off, sad, frustrated and, and heartbroken and kind of grossed out too, I'm sure. Because uh, luckily I didn't see it, but I mean, it's like you're intrigued, but then when you, if you did see it, you probably would be like, yeah, I don't want to see that. Oh, Teddy. So God bless him. Uh, it was nice to see him come back with Cincinnati and the fans that gave him that huge Huge uh, comeback against the Cincinnati Bengals, that is. And the fans giving that massive ovation for him. And Case Keenum clapping his hands and all that. It's crazy. All the stuff that's taken place, too. Obviously, seeing Teddy go like that. Never got to play for the Vikings again after that just tiny little, tiny little couple of snaps where he just basically handed the ball off and then had the little inkling, you know, got a chance to pass. Stumbled around a bit because he was not too sure of himself and the ball got tipped and intercepted. That was heartbreaking. The last pass of his career with the Vikings, at least for now. Uh, you, you just never know, though, I suppose. But um, to see everybody leave, it was kind of weird. And who can forget the Minneapolis miracle with Case Keenum? Obviously, $25 million guaranteed in a $36 million 
two-year contract to the Broncos for Case Keenum that I've already mentioned. Um, who can forget, obviously, the Minneapolis Miracle and then the Skull Chant led by Case Keenum as they had to snap the final snap rather than kicking the extra point, just kneel down and end the game. <sighs> oh, man. Mm. Gonna miss Case Keenum, too. I love the personality. I love that let's go get him dadgummit attitude, basically, was his personality. That backyard Texan out there just get out and playing football. The clean-cut, intelligent, fun-to-watch Teddy Bridgewater. And you know what? The big arm and the promise of Sam Bradford as well. Uh, the, just the, 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 the groomed quarterback who really, uh, you, you wish he took a little bit better care of his body in terms of strength. It's not like he's heavy set or anything. Obviously, that's quite the opposite. But in terms of strength and endurance, you wish you got to see more of that out of Sam Bradford. You saw a much larger Teddy Bridgewater out there. I mean, he looked like he'd really been pumping the iron during the course of that uh, the last year and a half here. Um, but uh, now Teddy is off to New York, Sam to Arizona. And God bless all these players. And, of course, Case Keenum off to Denver. And the uncertainty of Case Keenum as well in terms of, you know, Paxton is coming up as well. Paxton Lynch, all that to be their quarterback. So what's going to happen with uh, all, all these guys, Teddy Bridgewater, Josh McCown? I mean, $10 million for a year, I don't know. That's kind of a lot for a 38-year-old semi-backup, semi-starter quarterback who broke the Vikings' hearts back in 03 with the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> who could forget that one? Um, so lots of uncertainty for a lot of these guys and uh, when you saw them all exiting to all these teams that were the top possible candidates for Kirk Cousins, it got interesting, and you figure, well, Kirk Cousins is coming to Minnesota, and that brings us back full circle to where we need to be, and that's talking about the man we call Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Who is Kirk Cousins, and why is he here? Well, he got drafted in the fourth round behind a guy by the name of RG3, and why are the Washington Redskins taking two quarterbacks in this draft well, it ended up being one of the smartest moves they ever did. But they treated Kirk Cousins like crap, it seemed like. Okay, maybe not quite that bad. But they kind of, they almost treated him the way we treated uh, Case Keenum in a sense. of yeah, he's our quarterback. I, I, I guess he's our quarterback, that kind of thing. Maybe not quite as bad because they did franchise him and give him a lot of money. But it was never a commitment. It was never like, okay, he's our quarterback for the next eight to ten years or anything like that. Or even the next five years. Or the next three. It was just franchise, franchise, franchise. And this, of course, after... RG3 went from being one of the most exciting NFL prospects to being a guy who couldn't stay healthy to being a guy who was just not going to live up to the hype due to health reasons. And also, he wasn't as good as they thought. He didn't translate to the NFL as much as people thought. So then taking Kirk Cousins in the fourth round with a seventh pick in the 2012 draft ended up being a pretty genius move at the end of the day. As he finally got his debut uh, in terms of like consistent playing time, and he'd finally arrived, and then the famous "you got uh, you like that, you like that," which we've heard a million times out there on YouTube, ended up being the beginning of what what could become a fantastic career for many years. Obviously, three full seasons for Kirk Cousins now, for the quarterback uh, of the Washington Redskins. His first year, twenty nine touchdowns, eleven interceptions. Next year in twenty sixteen, twenty five and twelve, and. Last year, 27-13, and 13, the Minnesota Vikings quarterback of the future, ready to roll. Uh, in 2016, almost passed for 5,000 yards, 4,917. The last couple, a little over 4,000 in 15 and 17, respectively. Uh, quarterback rating of 101.6 in 15, 97.2, and 93.9. So slight declines the last couple of years, but also you face situations where the team was declining. The team wasn't that good. Uh, Kirk Cousins beat the Vikings last year 
when things went pear-shaped for Sam Bradford and the Minnesota Vikings and the offensive line went downhill. Uh, Kirk Cousins didn't have a whole lot around him. He had some weapons here and there. The offensive line wasn't that good. So now hopefully the Vikings can continue to build in that offensive line, which they have not done yet this offseason, but they did last offseason, and hopefully we still have... Uh, still have some uh, room to move around and, of course, sign, uh, draft some players in, in, in the draft. And I'm very much thinking the Vikings will be approaching that way with the uh, next free agent signing, that the Vikings will go with a guard or a tackle, depending on who's available and what's available. And we will talk about that all in the next show. The draft right now, basically, I'm just thinking, focus heavily on the offensive line. And it's not going to kill anybody if you take one more running back and one more quarterback in the draft either. Uh, I would not be surprised at all if the Vikings take one of each at some point in the draft. Depends on where. It doesn't really matter as long as it's the right guy. You know, as long as they fit and maybe they have a future in this league, it would be nice. <clears throat> but Kirk Cousins certainly did not have the weapons that he will have with the Minnesota Vikings. He did not have those weapons with the Washington Redskins that he will have with the Minnesota Vikings. And that's what gives us a hell of a lot of hope that things could get extremely interesting going into next season with Kirk Cousins as the starting quarterback of your Minnesota Vikings. He is a well-debated figure among many a Minnesota Vikings fan on Facebook pages, on Twitter, and people posting, oh, how Kirk, uh, Case Keenum's numbers are actually a little bit better for the Vikings in a certain amount of games and this and that. The Case Keenum's amount of games that he's played for Minnesota versus what Kirk Cousins did with Washington. And yeah, that's really an upgrade <laughs> with the whole laughing so hard, you're crying, face, you know, the emojis or whatever you want to call those silly things that we all post on our phones and our keyboards and whatever we call these things. <clears throat> but he is an upgrade. <laughs> he is an upgrade. There's more special skills. There's a stronger arm. That's definitely evident. Um, and also, again, Kirk Cousins had less weapons and he had a pretty rough offensive line in front of him as well. <clears throat> when you bring in... <clears throat> Case, uh, Kirk Cousins to join Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen and unfortunately not Jarius Wright unless things can kind of come together I guess I, I don't know how much less you're going to have to pay Jarius Wright what were they paying Jarius Wright that they had to cut him anyway I'm not sure what the deal is I hope the Vikings can bring him back maybe freeing up space and then they'll free up space in a different direction to bring him back is what I'm guessing they're going to try to do I would love to have Jarius Wright return to the Minnesota Vikings. I'm very disappointed about that, and we'll talk about that more in the Fan Interaction segment. But <clears throat> you also have Kyle Rudolph among <clears throat> the group of weapons. Obviously, as long as he can stay healthy and, well, just catch the damn bleeping ball, which would be nice. when Because when Kyle Rudolph does catch the damn bleeping ball, it's often a very big play at a big moment. Uh, David Morgan has shown he can do something as well. Wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings take a tight end fairly high in the draft as well. Maybe second, third round, something like that. But again, hopefully it's a tight end that can block at a high level. Um, not just some reclamation project like we did last year with old, what's his name? He looked like a, <laughs> I don't know what he looked like. He looked like a, he looked like a Australian power forward. I don't know, in the NBA, kind of. That's kind of what he looked like. I, I don't know, like big beard, long hair. I, I don't know, I'm just goofing around. But, um, or like a guy who likes to ride motorcycles all the time. I, I don't know. He looked like a big biker, something like that. I don't know what he looked like, but he, Buckley. Uh, but at the end of the day, he didn't have the skills to be in the NFL. He has some skills, yes, athleticism and this and that, but he wasn't an NFL tight end, and that's why he's in on the Vikings. So hopefully we can take a legitimate tight end to join Kyle Rudolph or 
David Morgan is more than meets the eye. And it showed a bit last season when you saw David Morgan that he just might be more than meets the eye. He certainly can catch. He definitely can block. And that's pretty much what he's been up to date is a blocking tight end. But can he be a receiving and a blocking tight end? That would be nice. Uh, Kyle Rudolph has not shown he's a spectacular blocker. Just okay. And mostly looked on as more of an offensive weapon than a blocker is Mr. Kyle Rudolph. So the possibility of the Vikings taking a tight end extremely sky high. We'll come back to Kirk Cousins more and more and more. We're going to continue to talk about him time and time again. There's no doubt about it. And I'm excited to have him, without a doubt. Uh, <laughs> the last time we had a quarterback wear number eight, he had a pretty good season until the whole knee pa, knee history came back on him. That, of course, being Sam Bradford. Kirk Cousins, another thing that's major about him is his durability. Fantastic. He played all 16 games all three years that he was the starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins, and you never really heard anything about he can't do this, he can't handle that. He, his durability is very much in play, and that's very exciting. Uh, the Vikings made a major defensive tackle three technique addition, and that was Dylan Bradley. Okay, now he's an undrafted free agent. <clears throat> 23-year-old defensive tackle who's not played a snap in the NFL yet. We'll see what happens with Dylan Bradley. But former New York Jet and former Seattle Seahawk, the name everybody's been talking about is probably the best three technique available on <laughs> available on the market in the 2018 free agency uh, market. Sheldon Richardson is a Minnesota Viking, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sounds good, eh? Sounds pretty good. Um, yeah. <laughs> He'll be donning number 91, which a lot of us hoped he would. And, well, it doesn't matter what number he is. It's a matter of, is he going to play up to the level that we know he can? Um Things dropped off a little bit, a little off-season issues. He's getting pulled over for driving too fast, this and that. A little bit crazy, but obviously a valuable piece for the New York Jets and the Seattle Seahawks into last season. The first-round pick in 2013 with the 13th pick also, which is funny, <laughs> by the New York Jets. Still got quite a career ahead of him, at least I would hope so. He's about 28 years old, or he's going to turn 28 during the course of the season. 27 years old, got a long career ahead of him, or so we would like to believe. There it is. I mean, you just you look at the front four for the Minnesota Vikings and you just smile. Um, there it is, baby. <laughs> Daniel Hunter will be now a starting end, left end. And then you have Sheldon Richardson, Linval Joseph in the middle. Sheldon Richardson can be more of a pass rushing three technique defensive tackle. Linval Joseph, run stuffing superstar, MVP of the Vikings in 2017, in my opinion. And the right end, of course, a superstar in Everson Griffin. It took a while to develop, took forever, but a guy who could sack a quarterback like crazy and also could stuff the run for loss on occasion as well, get into that backfield. That is a front four that, <laughs> to me, is almost like a modern-day Purple People Eaters. And, I, you know, I mean, I am amazed with how good this front four is. Uh, Vikings, this, this team could win the Super Bowl with this front four. Guys stay healthy. Now you have a starting quarterback, a franchise quarterback. You have a franchise running back who can do it all. <laughs> he can block. He can receive. As long as he can stay healthy, uh, Delvin Cook's talent is <laughs> its unmistakable, man. He's got incredible talent as Delvin Cook. He was going to be the offensive rookie of the year last season, the way things were headed. You have a power running back who can also receive and block, and that's Latavius Murray, a guy who's capable of being a starting running back. And he's restructured his contract, and he's back with the Vikings. Awesome to have Delvin Cook and Latavius Murray. The, the do-everything Delvin and the short yardage, but also can make that big, big play when you need him. Also on the goal line, of course, 
and maybe you never know. Maybe be able to bring in that screen pass for 20 yards. You just never know. He doesn't have the explosive speed, but he does have the ability to make a play. And that's what Latavius Murray does for the Minnesota Vikings. And he's been a capable running back for the Raiders and now the Minnesota Vikings. And he filled in nicely last season along with Jarek McCannon and helped the Vikings get to the NFC title game on a 13-3 and record with the star running back of the future being out for the season due to a non-contact, just a little snap of the the knee. Unbelievable thing. Heartbreaking situation there. And hopefully, Delvin, that was just a one-time freak injury, and here he comes, and he's going to have many, many great seasons to come. Delvin Cook. Uh, this Minnesota Vikings team, though, has a future that is pretty special. Um, can Mr. McKenzie Alexander step it up like he needs to? Uh, Trey Waynes did step it up last year, and then he dropped off when it mattered most, just like everybody else dropped off when it mattered most. It wasn't just him. You could blame everybody. Harrison Smith dropped off when it mattered most. Uh, Anderson Deho, okay, concussion protocol, but he stunk in the Eagles game. They threw up the middle constantly. Harrison Smith, a lot of you would have said he was the MVP of the Vikings last year. He didn't look like anything of the sort in the NFC title game, so you can't just say Trey Wayne stunk. They all did. Xavier Rhodes wasn't that good in that game. Um, Anthony Barr slipped and fell when he needed to make a key tackle. Was that just a freak thing and, you know, just bad luck? Yeah, but still, come on, man. Come on, man. You got to be a little bit better than that. You got to time your tackling a little more. Get get, get your feet set. You, why are you slipping? Uh, just, I, I don't know. Um, Eric Hendricks wasn't, I mean, everybody stunk in that Eagles game. It was a total system failure. But this defense, we know what they're capable of and we know what they can do. Uh, Kirk Cousins did not have a defense that was that good playing on the other side of the ball in Washington. He absolutely did not. So when you have, and of course that doesn't help his quarterback rating, but it certainly will help his win-loss record. Kirk Cousins did not win a playoff game in Washington, but I don't think that team was that good. They, If your team isn't good, your team isn't good. You know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers can only do so much as well for the Green Bay Packers. They had 10 and 6 seasons, but, you know, guys getting hurt, or they just, the defense was horrendous, giving up like 500 yards, this and that. That's why, you know, a, a quarterback can do so much, they can get you into playoff contention, but if there's nothing around him or the defense can't stop anybody, you're not going to win anything. Um, Kurt Warner should have won the Super Bowl standing up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but that defense let him down. That Arizona defense was lousy, and that's why the 2008 Arizona Cardinals didn't win the Super Bowl, when they probably should have, with how good the offense was on that team. But when there's nothing on the other side of the ball, what are you going to do? And that was kind of the case of the Washington Redskins. Again, not a whole lot of weapons to throw the ball to. There were weapons here and there, but then you get the Stefan Diggs, Kyle Rudolph, Delvin Cook, Latavius Murray, all these players in front of him and with him. Uh, and an offensive line that hopes to hopes to be better and better and better. Um, a healthy Pat Elfline, a healthy Nick Easton, hopefully somebody better than Nick Easton in there, a healthier Mike Remmers, uh, continuing to be healthy, Riley Reef, who was just awesome. He was the MVP of that line last year. And a guy to replace Joe Berger, possibly. Or Joe Berger comes back, but that doesn't mean he has to be the main guy. It doesn't mean that at all. And the Vikings absolutely need to focus on at least bringing in one guard and one tackle coming into the draft, depending on the situation. Does Mike Remmer simply move to guard and you draft a tackle, or vice versa? Does Mike Remmer just go back to tackle and you draft a guard, or you draft both? And I think you should draft both and go from there. And just put together the right situation. John Filippo can figure things out here and there with this offense, and i got to think it's going to work out just fine. 
Obviously, the Vikings were, are going all in. And the good part is this isn't a 40-year-old quarterback. He's not even 30 yet, is Kirk Cousins. So, obviously, the future very, very, very bright for this team. There was one more guy, but it's like you can only get so greedy, so excited. I mean, you bring in the best three technique. I mean, we were talking about it the whole offseason. Quarterback and three technique. Quarterback and three technique. You keep... Uh, you keep Bridgewater and, and uh, Keenum, even keep Bradford possibly instead of one of the other two, or you bring in Kirk Cousins, whatever it is, but you got to get that three technique. Well, bam, you got the best one. And then there's a guy floating out there, former Arizona Cardinal. <laughs> Brett Jacobson brought him up, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yes, 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 yes. Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, and he get all excited, and it's like, how, how greedy can I get? You know, can you imagine if the Vikings bring in Kirk Cousins, Sheldon Richardson, and Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger? Yes, the guy who's had multiple knee injuries. Once upon a time, coming out of college, had a little character issues going on as well. That's why he dropped in the draft. But when healthy, he's a stud. Just absolute stud. And he's still got a lot of years left, again, as long as he can stay healthy, which has been an issue. But when healthy. And also the fact he can play safety and a slot corner. He could play both, which would, which would really help the Vikings right now. But he ends up going to... The Houston Texans, so that's unfortunate. Um, so the Vikings do not get Tyron Matthew. He goes to the Houston Texans, joins J.J. Watt. Hopefully they can both stay healthy for their sake. But you got Watson, another guy who had an ACL, doggone it. But if healthy, fantastic quarterback of the future for the Houston Texans, that team might end up being something pretty nice. So not a bad choice by Tyron Matthew. Only $7 million, though, for a year. Man, just imagine if the Vikings could have got that. I, I think we could have. And, man, could you imagine... But maybe we couldn't guarantee him this or guarantee him that in terms of like where he'd be playing this and that. Maybe he liked the situation more with Houston where he would shine bright and he'd be the star, so to speak, one of the star defensive players. I have no idea. Uh, he talked about he wanted to go to a team that, that can win rather than worry about the money. Well, okay. And he wound up going to a team that's got a capable defense and a capable offense. We'll see what happens with Tyron Matthew. But what an amazing addition. He would have been to the Minnesota Vikings if things did go in that direction. <laughs> Man, I would be so excited. And Jarius Wright has signed a, as of yesterday, yep, just recently signed a uh, two-year contract with the Baltimore, Col Baltimore Colts. There it is again, Baltimore Ravens. So Jarius Wright is gone. Damn, he's gone. So this just took place. Jarius Wright, two-year contract to the Baltimore Ravens. Damn it. Well, so much for that, huh? <laughs> So much for that. Jarius Wright's gone. Damn it. I really like Jarius Wright. Well, let's go Laquan Treadwell. Yay. Yay. The guy couldn't separate from a cold. Ay. Jarius Wright can separate. And he was, you know, he was a weapon in the postseason. He was a weapon late in the year as well. Why? Uh, why? Why? Oh, why? Oh, why? Some things just aren't fair, are they? But I don't know salary gap space, whatever it was, but he's gone now, and he's on the Baltimore Ravens, and good luck to Jarius Wright, I hope it works out for him, and I, I'm sure, as long as they, as long as they get him the ball, I'm sure he'll do fine, because the guy can catch, I mean, just get him the damn ball, he can make plays, and damn, I hate to see him go, I, I really hate to see Jarius Wright go, but some things you can't really, you know, what can you do, you know, I mean, what can you do? So, Honey Badger to the Houston Texans. I was a little disappointed, but, you know, again, you can't get everything your way. Uh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful free agency. Uh, how many free agencies have gone this way? I'm still waiting on that one. Um, thank you, Minnesota Vikings, for a wonderful free agency. 
Sucks to see Teddy go as well, though. It's sad. He can get up to $15 million with the Jets. I don't think he'll get that much, but we'll see. He may not even start for the Jets. Oh, Teddy. That, that's what I'm going to miss, too. Teddy and Jerry is right there, right on top of each other. I'm staring at them right now. Ugh. Trevor Simeon, though, I'm, you know, okay. Sure. Capable backup. You never know what the future holds. He might not play a game for the Vikings. You never know, because Kirk Cousins might be Brett Favre out there. Though I'm sure he'll play something. I mean, if the Vikings are blowing somebody out or getting blown out, God forbid, Trevor Simeon will probably get, get in some games. He'll probably get in some games here and there, but will he start some games? Who knows if Kirk Cousins can stay as healthy as he has. Things should be just fine for Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings going forward. And, of course, the weapons and everything. Kirk Cousins, you just might see that 5,000-yard, 40-yard, 40-touchdown uh, season quarterback rating in the, in the triple digits from Kirk Cousins with this type of a team around him. I, I think the possibility is very much there. Uh, again, Delvin Cook, you know, again, when healthy, obviously can make those plays, can, can make those screen catches and all that, screen passes, make the plays, 22-yard gains, something along the likes, and maybe even further. You can make Kirk Cousins' numbers look awfully good. And, of course, again, I've said a million times with Diggs and Thielen and oh, Laquan Treadwell. Well, Laquan, with Jerry is gone, you better step it up. It's time. Um, it is absolutely time for him to step it up. Uh, Stacy Cooley is still on the roster. The other one is gone, though, Mr. Adams. Obviously, he did not work out at all. Cooley, the Vikings still kind of barely hanging on to him. But Adams, the Vikings gave up on him already. Fifth-round pick that didn't even see the light of day in purple for the Vikings. Where Coley played a little bit, but didn't get the ball really at all last season. We'll just have to wait and see what happens at that. Uh, but that's kind of what it is right now at this stage. Again, just looking into the draft. Guard, tackle, this and that. Running back, quarterback. Developmental quarterback wouldn't be the worst thing ever, but I suppose you already kind of have that with uh, Mr. Kyle Sloter, a developmental quarterback. So maybe the Vikings don't take a quarterback they probably don't really have to. Uh, if you were going to keep either Teddy or, or Case Keenum or both, the, the odds of the Vikings drafting to quarterback were sky high. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh, does Rashad Hill step up and take over that tackle role? He had some good moments last year, and he had some icky moments. Uh, Danny Isadora obviously is a challenge, and people were very excited about him coming in, and he had some good moments. Obviously, he's a guard, and we'll see what happens. But There'll be other players, obviously, coming in via the draft that will be competing for those roles and those snaps. And eventually, hopefully, may the best man win and also stay healthy when he does win. So that's kind of where we're going to stand with free agency at the moment. Again, Kirk Cousins. I mean, I can't say enough other than just hang on to the bleeping ball. Uh, he lost four fumbles last year. He fumbled six times uh, the last two years, each of the last two years. <clears throat> and he lost six total fumbles in those two years. 22 total fumbles in his career, and 13 of them lost. So hopefully he can hang on to that ball. There is a little bit of that going on. Not quite Dante bad, so I'm not too worried about that yet. Uh, his hand size slightly above average, so at least you don't have to worry about that as well. That's another topic that's been brought up, the hand size. Ugh, don't even start with that one. Well, Culpepper was just this mammoth, this behemoth of a man, and had tiny hands. It made no sense. Made no sense. Um, Brett Favre. Had freaking uh, <laughs> had freaking tennis rackets for hands, huge. Okay, I don't even know what to call them. Like just massive hands, though. Whatever they were, and that helps. It obviously helps you grip the ball. It helps you throw accurate passes and be a great player. And obviously, a lot of these athletes are gifted with big feet and big hands. But not every one of them 
have the big hands, and that's unfortunate what happened with Dante. Uh, Kirk Cousins' hands, not that small, luckily. So we don't have to worry about that. Slightly above average in terms of NFL quarterback hands. That's what the talk is out there. So we're not too worried about that just yet. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins. You got Kirk Cousins, obviously, and then the two Denver quarterbacks filling in after him, Trevor Stimian and Kyle Sloter. So I'm kind of rehashing. I'm kind of going over things here now, so I apologize. We will take a quick break and get to you guys, which will kind of, in a lot of ways, be the feature presentation because there's a lot of interaction on Facebook and Twitter. Coming right up after this. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, segment number two, fan interaction, final segment of this free agent frenzy episode of Purple Mafia. Lots of fun here. We're going to continue. want to thank Danae Brown and Vince Germano for retweeting the State of the Vikings episode. Just recently, Danae Brown out of New Zealand, Vince Germano out of Australia. Now, this is, of course, on Twitter. At Purple Mafia Show is where we will start. Mad Martin future Hall of Famer, in fact, very soon, of course, uh, says, great effort with the State of the Vikings podcast, brother, most enjoyable, and some great takes, and thank you very much, and I enjoyed the heck out of doing it, and thanks for the call-ins as well. Thank you, Malcolm, also for the call-ins. We'll be hearing from here him in a second here as we continue to move upward. Of course, Twitter gets to be a big mess of stuff sometimes. <laughs> they just put, uh, yeah, you get the idea. It's a lot of mess of different things. St. Walker, that is... Anthony Carlson says, how do you feel about that possibility? And there was, of course, the Vikings had called Drew Brees to inquire about interest. I didn't even talk about that in the first segment because so focused on where the Vikings actually did go. Yeah, the Vikings did call about Drew Brees, and within a day or so, he had re-signed with the New Orleans Saints for about $25 million a year, all guaranteed, or at least most of it was guaranteed, <laughs> pretty much. It might as well all be guaranteed. We'll continue. Malcolm McSween out of Northern Cal says, kind of true, this is from Adam Patrick. Dear Viking fans, our number one quarterback has played. Let me see. I think I got something. Here we go. That's why it said R, because it's at the end of a sentence. Take away the money and the names. The Vi uh, <laughs> Take away the money and the names and the Vikings quarterback choices are number one. Quarterback who has played one good season in six years. Hmm. Number two, cor uh, quarterback coming off a severe knee injury and hasn't started a game in two seasons. Number three, quarterback who has played in 47% of the games since 2007 because of degenerative knees. That's Sam Bradford. One good season in six years. That must have been uh, Chase Keenum. Yep. Number four, quarterback who has thrown for at least 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns in each of the last three seasons. That would be Kirk Cousins. This isn't a tough choice. So yes, that is kind of true, Adam Patrick, and thank you for passing that on. Malcolm, um, yeah, so obviously number one was Keenum, number two was Mr. Bridgewater, number three was Samuel Bradford, the pilgrim Samuel Bradford, and of course, yeah, his knees might as well be about 400 years old, because that's about how far back we go into the uh, <laughs> William Bradford. That's Sam Bradford's uh, ancestor, yeah. No, it's just, it's just his uncle, because his knees are about... 400 years old, but that's how it goes sometimes. I think my wrist is about 400 years old, and yeah, yeah, it's uh -huh, it's been through a lot, let's just say. Uh, we'll continue to move upward. James Beck out of the UK says, This Vikings team is getting seriously exciting. Can't wait to see what happens in the draft and beyond. And that's for damn sure. Looks like there's a little bit of something. Oh, and James Beck says, yep, 
On the other hand, I don't think I've ever I've ever been less enthused by Wednesday. We look so poor at the moment. A far cry from the from the last two seasons. Um, not sure. Oh, is it because of the quarterbacks leaving? I'm not sure exactly what he means. Uh what, what does he mean exactly? What am I thinking about? Or is it some other thing? Uh, let me know what you mean there. I'm trying to think of what he means. Uh, we look so poor at the moment. What did we do? What did we do wrong? <laughs> or is it because of the, the salary cap uh, situation now is tough? I, I'm not sure exactly what he means there. This course, James Beck out of the UK. Um, hmm. I got to think that out. Uh, I apologize for being so kind of out of it there. Um, Malcolm McSween passing on a TwinCities.com article. That would be the Pioneer Press, formerly known as Pioneer Planet. At least the website was. And we get the fun part of waiting for it to load. Again, at Purple Mafia Show is a Twitter account. I'll give a quick shout-out to MN Vikings Haven. MN Vikings Haven is a Facebook page. Facebook page that I invite you to join as well. In-game threads, Vikings news, this and that. All fun commentary. Trevor Wickerin is the founder of that Facebook page. And kind enough to allow me to post links to Purple Mafia on that page. So, there you go. There it is. Clutch nicknames fit Jarius Wright to a T. Yep, that's what it was. That's what I thought. I, I kind of had blanked. And yes, there's all kinds of clutch names. Mr. Jarius Wright, we call him Mr. Third Down. That's what Stefan Diggs says. And of course, uh, Stefan, uh, excuse me, Jarius Wright is now a Baltimore Raven, like I mentioned in the first segment there, unfortunately. Um, Teddy Rich Bridgewater called him Mr. Efficient. And... Mr. Yeah, Cherius Wright says, I've been thinking about getting some t-shirts made. <laughs> Put the nicknames on. Let's see. what well, there were more, obviously. Clutch play. Hmm. Come on, where are they? Yeah, I, I do. I am going to really miss him. I mean, you all know, everybody that's listened to the show the last five years or so, because that's when Jarius was drafted by the Vikings in 2012, along with Greg Childs, who went down in a heap after both knees to our patella tendons at the same time in the back corner of the end zone during a, one of those OTAs in April. Ouch. April, May, whatever it was. June, 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 pardon me. Um, oh, poor guy. And he never played again. There was all these questions about his knees and all that, and that's why uh, Greg Childs wasn't drafted higher. Jerry is right, a slot receiver. Childs, a larger, taller, uh, wide receiver type, type um, who could have been good in the end zone, all that. Uh, Mr. Clutch, yep. Teammates call him Mr. Clutch. Teddy Bridgewater also called him Mr. Fishing. Okay, so that's a name, Mr. Clutch. I've been called that name, yeah, in basketball. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yes, I'm Clutch. Uh, Mike Zimmer says whenever he gets the opportunity to go in, he knows all the receiver positions. He's just a guy that loves to go out there and get a chance to play, and when he does, he usually makes a play. So, again, why didn't he play more? Damn it, because he always did make plays. Jerry Stray wasn't the kind of guy that just, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't the kind of guy who was just out there and he dropped passes. That guy was so reliable, and it sucks. Um, clutch nicknames, yep. So, yeah, I'm going to really miss Jarius Wright, and off he goes to Baltimore to be Mr. Clutch there, I guess. Uh, along with um, Mike Wallace, if he's still there, I'm pretty sure. He's going to be sticking around there. He's been better there than he was here. And that will wrap up the Twitter segment of this uh, <laughs> show. Uh, Facebook gets a little more busy. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. <sighs> Don't you just love when it does that? Yes, I do. Um, it starts to get all, yeah, you get the white screen of bullcrap. Yeah, because it was reloading something. That's why it was loading something that had been loaded the day before. And 
Hmm, this is wonderful stuff. And we're finally, finally got that thing to load. Ooh, we're just sitting here waiting and staring at it and then pop. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I already talked about what happened with Bridgewater there. So we're picking up where we left off. Purple Mafia, episode 6, 265. Pardon me, State of the Vikings 2018, blah, blah, blah. Comments there. Mark Carlson out of Iowa says, Oh, man, I'm so, so happy it is out. I'm looking forward to listening. This post made my day. Thank you very much. I'm glad I was able to, 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 to make your day, and that means a lot, and it makes my day when you say such awesome things there, Mark, and I, I, I mean that with a with full sincerity. Gerald String out of Nebraska, and these guys are Purple Mafia Hall of Famers. They're already in, yep, as of this year, as of State of the Vikings 2018. Gerald String, again, out of Nebraska, says, had an office day. So this was just what the doctor ordered. Joey, I appreciate the HOF inclusion. We all know what that means, Hall of Fame inclusion, a whole bunch. Can't thank you enough. I'm pretty sure I've caught every episode from the beginning and always look forward to tuning in. Never disappointed. And that is interesting when you consider the first year of this show. I was using a pretty cheap little USB, uh, not USB, just a little plug-in microphone. The audio was pretty awful. So I'm um, thank you very much for sticking through that first year because... I don't know. I don't think a lot of people liked the show the first year for whatever reason. Plus, I was extremely critical of that team. Extremely critical of the 2008 Vikings. I called them the worst division champion I've ever seen. Yeah, I did not like that team. I didn't like Brad Childress. I didn't like DeVars Jackson. Uh, Gus Surratt was just a band-aid at best. Uh, Adrian Peterson was phenomenal. Sidney Rice wasn't healthy. I was pissed off and frustrated. It was the worst division champion I'd seen the Vikings in, in terms of the Vikings. So, But, yeah, it was frustrating. I didn't like that team very much, that particular edition of the Vikings. But, well, well, you know, things changed dramatically within a year, and that was a lot of fun. And, of course, so did the audio. <laughs> Let's continue. Mr. Gerald String says, Also, thanks to all the Purple Mafia Nation for all the comments, participation, <laughs> participation. There it goes again. Participation. Mad Martin's Mad Takes, phone-ins, the works, oh yeah, and the occasional co-host, Sebastian. By the way, aren't we getting overdue for one of those? And yes, Sebastian, at least call in or something sometime. Have one of your extended uh, audio submissions, but no, he just, uh, his, his uh, future wife, Amber, just gave birth just this past week. So welcome to the world, Carl Balls, or Carl Barton, I believe is, will be his name. Carl Barton, welcome to the world, Carl. Carl is in Carl Anthony Towns with a K. I don't think he's naming him after Carl Anthony Towns, but, uh, or is it Carly? Oh boy, I'm mixed up. So my apologies there. <laughs> no, Carl, welcome to the world, Carl. Welcome to the world. So, uh, we continue saying, uh, very cool, getting so many different perspectives from fans all over the world, ranging from normal football fans to, to people like myself. That are a little crazy, over the top, bleed purple, never die Vikings fans. Can't wait for free agency draft and 2018 season. Oh yeah, and many, 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 many my purple mafia episodes. Joey, you are the best. You rock, and you rock also, Gerald String, and that's why you're a first, first inductee to the Hall of Fame. You're one of the first. Uh, you're one of the original six, just like the NHL there. So you get to be like the Black Chicago Blackhawks or Detroit Red Wings or Montreal Canadiens. Hmm. Well, maybe you don't want to be the Blackhawks or the Red Wings. They gave us too much pain around here, but. I don't know. Some some people out there like them, I guess. <laughs> and no, <clears throat> I was not making light of Carl's name. I was just making sure, like, oh boy, what if it was a girl and I'm my brain is just completely off here? Because, yeah, I'm working like crazy and trying to keep up and doing a lot of things at once. So I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. And again, I, it is Carl, obviously. So I apologize. 
Mark Carlson out of Iowa says, what a podcast. A million topics covered all at once. Yes, that was a hell of a show, wasn't it? it that's what's, that's where the quality of a podcast increases when you piece it together rather than doing it all in one straight shot. Because you do a show like that in one shot, it's not going to be that good. So you got to piece it together. you got to do this part here, that part there, this part here, that part there. And it's like, it's all A game. You're all, you know, the energy's high. Not that the energy's low. It's just that it's at a peak. It's at a peak. You get to put together stuff right there on the fly while it's fresh. And then, okay, now we'll continue it later here and there. And you piece it together. And that's where shows like the Intellivisionaries get it. Because, I mean, we're talking six, uh, five or six hour shows. There's no way you could do that in one shot. You'd be terrible by the end. So that's the whole point, And that's the, uh, the whole meaning of piecing a show together. So, a million topics at once, call-ins and fan interaction, then awards at the, and the Pearl Mafia inductions too. Wow, this was an amazing show, and I will leave it there. No spoilers for those who have not listened yet. Skull, Mark from Iowa, and Skull, back to you, Mark Carlson. That was, uh, thank you, that was an awesome post there. Uh, hey, according to Adam Sheffer, Case Keenum intends to sign with the Denver Broncos. That eliminates quarterback and team when it comes to Kirk Cousins coming to Minnesota. The Broncos were looked on as one of the major competitions. And, of course, Case Keenum was still here at the time, so unofficially. So we had to wait and see what happens there. I was saying also the Buffalo Bills had expressed interest in Sam Bradford, but later he went to Arizona. Dave Hickey says, I don't see him staying healthy anywhere, especially when the weather starts to turn cold. Him being Samuel Bradford. Dave Hickey, also out of Iowa and a very, very future Hall of Famer very soon, says uh, that would be a good fit for Case. I hate to see him go, but he is going to want to be the starter and want big money. I'm wondering if he was a one-year wonder or if he he figured it all out, if he really figured it all out. Best of luck to him unless he plays the Vikings. I would rather have Teddy given the shot anyway. And I wish he kind of was. I wish Teddy could be given a shot, but then again, if Kirk Cousins is 100% ready to go and as good as a lot of people uh, would believe, and, and I agree that he is a good quarterback, Vikings should be in good hands with uh, Kirk Cousins. Mark Miller, just you just get sad and you kind of wish about the uh, <laughs> interesting, interesting post by Gerald String. We'll get back to that in a second. But yeah, you always wonder. You're just, you're just always going to wonder about Teddy. You know, ah, oh, what could have been, especially if that knee didn't buckle on him during that that uh, drill. Ah, oh, heartbreaking. Mark Miller continues the thread, saying, "Only guy with speed to get ball out with our poor offense." He'll be missed, and that would be Mr. Case Keenum. Gerald String says Broncos equals smart, Vikings equals stupid. Hmm, interesting. Uh, financially and all that. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we're going to wait and see what happens. He was not too happy with Gerald String about seeing Case Keenum go. Case Keenum, yeah, I love that backyard football, and I've come back to that about a million times. And there it is. Drew Brees and Saints agreed a two-year twenty, or excuse me, two-year fifty million dollar contract, twenty-seven million guaranteed. See, I keep jumping ahead as I'm reading. That's stupid. According to Ian Rappaport and Jane Slater. So thank you for helping there, Jane Slater, apparently. Kurt Back says, Kurt Back says, does this mean we're that much closer to Cousins? And yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, and the Saints ultimately ended up keeping Drew Brees. They were just screwing around, basically. Uh, Kurt Back says, same as the last 40 years. I'm already emotionally all in, especially with Cousins for better or for worse. And Kurt Back is from White Bear Lake here. Yes, sir. We continue. Kurt Cousins is likely to sign a three-year contract for $86 million, So ultimately, it ended up being a couple million less than that. Uh, the comments here. Leland, also out of Iowa, says 27 mil to Breeze. And that will be 30-plus 
if we are in the running. So luckily it didn't quite get to be that much. So we're very lucky there. Eric Mustard says another year, another quarterback. Yes, that's about right. Gerald String, yep, you could tell he's not too happy. Overpriced, should have just kept Keenum and McKinnon and added depth to both lines. Could have drafted a quarterback too much money for an average quarterback at best. Chris Porter out of Idaho, but I believe ultimately from Pennsylvania at the beginning there. He's moved around a bit to Northern Cal and ultimately to Idaho. Uh, Chris Porter says, I don't understand why you guys needed to sign him. You were so close with what you had and a healthy cookback. And interesting thoughts there by Gerald String and, and uh, Chris Porter. Well, it kind of is what it is, and now we're kind of, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It could be fantastic. If, if he ends up being better and then you wonder about the supporting cast around Kirk Cousins in Washington, with a better supporting cast in Minnesota, could Kirk Cousins truly show what he can really do out there? The consistency and the durability of Kirk Cousins is very impressive. Uh, we're not 100% sure, ultimately, if Case Keenum can do it again. Remember, Randall Cunningham didn't even do it again. Of course, he was getting a little older, but what a drop-off that was. Um, Favre, of course, got was, was really old, so that's that's why he dropped off. Plus, it didn't help that the offensive line completely went down the tank literally that year. I mean, they went from a fairly halfway decent offensive line to a nothing offensive line within a year. It was pretty embarrassing, and everything else fell apart, too, after that, including a stupid Sidney Rice getting hurt for the 99 billionth time. Oh, Sydney Rice. God, what a wimp. Okay, God, I got tired of that. <laughs> tired of the injuries. I understand the frustration and the confusion here by Gerald String and Chris Porter. And even Eric Mostard there saying another year, another quarterback. Yep. And you know what? That's been the Vikings. But now we will be able to say, hopefully, there's your quarterback for at least three years and maybe much longer. Hopefully, Kirk Cousins can be that quote-unquote Joe Montana for the Minnesota Vikings for the next 10 years or something like that the next 8 to 10 years, and he can become the kind of guy that can bring some rings to Minnesota for the first time ever. Somebody's got to do it, you know. If it took Nick Foles to do it for Philadelphia, I would hope Kirk Cousins can do it for Minnesota. And, of course, unfortunately for uh, us, the Eagles are getting Carson Wentz back. Carson Wentz is pretty decent, and he's a big reason why the Philadelphia Eagles had a chance of going 15-1 and last year. Yeah, Carson Wentz, he's, he's still alive. He got hurt really bad, but he's still alive, and... Uh, yeah, it's not going to be easy, is it? Season opener will be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, by the way. Uh, I don't know. I don't like that game very much, but we'll see what happens. We never win there, do we? Do we ever win in Philadelphia? Maybe when they sucked so bad, they didn't even, it didn't even matter. But even when they sucked, it wasn't that good. Why am I clicking like on my own post? I, well, that's kind of a no-no. Okay, well, let's get to Bradford and Bridgewater. B, B squared, Bradford and Bridgewater. That's cute, right? Bradford to Cardinals, Bridgewater to Jets, according to reports. And, of course, the Bridgewater one became a little bit of a conspiracy conspiracy theory, this and that. What's going on with Teddy Bridgewater? They still haven't announced it yet. Did he actually fail his physical, or what's the deal here? Well, some people out there failed their physical. Apparently, Teddy did not, and ultimately it was. Five years guaranteed and up to 15 in incentives and all that. If, like, the Jets go 16-0 and and win the Super Bowl. You know, those kind of incentives. The kind of incentives that are about as hard, that are about as much as... Uh, Climbing Mount Everest on a unicycle while blindfolded. But, yeah, if 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 you can do that, you'll get your $15 million, Teddy. Yep. You know, it's just, it's just a unicycle Mount Everest blindfolded. We'll see that happen. Yeah, and then you got Sam Bradford. Well, just, gosh, with a knee like that, I don't know, maybe walking up the stairs might be like walking a climbing Mount Everest. But, okay, but I digress gently here. I don't mean to make fun of anybody. And 
I like Bradford, actually, so I don't mean to make fun of him. I'm just joking around here. I uh, I like Sam Bradford, and it is sad to see him go, but it's also, I also in a lot of ways feel bad for him in terms of what could have been with him had the injuries not happened, and of course now the chronic situation going on. But he certainly has made good money, though. He's made good coin in his career, so Sam Bradford can't complain too much of that. He was the last generation of quarterbacks that would get $60 million contracts before they even played a single snap in the NFL. Those days are over. It's more like the NBA and the NHL now where you have entry-level contracts that are not even close. So, of course, Sam Bradford, ultimately one of those guys that did not get a huge contract. Even even Adrian Peterson didn't get a huge contract. It's those blue-chip quarterbacks that get those massive contracts before they even play a single snap. I remember Adrian, you know, he, he made okay money. He'd probably get less, actually, with an entry-level deal. That's got to suck being a running back. Oof. I don't think I want to be a running back in the NFL. <laughs> Very few of them really go on to, to to have like a 10-year career or something. Brent Jacobson, Hall of Famer from Purple Mafia, the Lakeville area, says, as previously reported, Keenum to Denver. You are correct. Jeff Froyland says, I don't know how I feel about this. I know the office and the coaches know more than we do, and maybe they saw something we didn't. Case played pretty good and could scramble. Kirk can play well, but can't scramble and cost him more. I think Case will struggle at Denver and would have been more successful had he stayed. Yeah, and more than likely. Uh, only time will tell. But on a good note, Jordy Nelson, that's Jordy Nelson, is gone. And they picked up Graham, who refuses to pass block. Yep, that's Graham, the uh, tight end. Hopefully we can sweep them again, and I hope so too. I hope so too. Uh, Brent Jacobson continues off of Jeff Froyland there saying, uh, Graham, I've heard, is a locker room cancer. So, okay, sure, we'll see what happens. Heck, you know, freaking Aaron Rodgers is a locker room cancer, I bet. A little bit. He's kind of a, yeah, ugh. And, you know, it's not even because he's the Packers quarterback. Just look at the guy's facial expressions and his eyes. The guy does not look like a kind of person that you'd really enjoy being on a team with. Uh, Brett McCarthy out of South Dakota and Chef Farland from Iowa. Uh, Brett McCarthy says, dump Treadwell, grab Jordy Nelson. Gerald Spring simply says yes. And you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't. How about dump Treadwell and keep Jarius right? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Jordy Nelson has lost a step. There's no doubt about that. But I don't know. It's not like he can't completely get that step back. You never know. Maybe it could come back. or And he could still catch. His, his hands weren't removed. So there's still that with Jordy Nelson. He can still catch. Just not as quick. I was saying how I'm really sad about Teddy Bridgewater. It's hitting me hard now. I can't believe he's gone. I just can't believe he's actually gone. It seems like yesterday he was the quarterback of the future. So sad. And I'm really sad, too. Uh, Gerald String says, dang, hope he has a great career there. And I hope Teddy does well also. I'm going to miss him. I am going to miss him. I liked, you know, when you saw the picture of, of him on Star Tribune and holding the fingers up, I don't know if he's calling out a play and kind of talking to teammates and stuff on the field. And that was before, that was before the injury. I'm pretty sure that, even though of course it was. And it's just, oh, you get so sad. Like you know, the future looks so bright with Teddy and Mike Zimmer and improving defense. And you had Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen was just getting started. And ah, oh, Teddy Bridgewater's long gone now. Freaking sucks. Jarek McKinnon signs four-year contract with 49ers for 31 million dollars, and this generates a lot of conversation. Josh Mayor Henry in Colorado says he got a big deal too, and yes, he did. Turt Back says 
who's going to be our first string running back? Well, of course, Delvin Cook. Look at you, Kurt. Look at you. But that's what happens when a guy gets hurt so early in the season. You forget all about him, and a lot of us did, especially with the success of uh, Jack McKinnon and Mr. Latavius Murray. You, you feel bad when you see an injury like that, and then you almost forget about him, and you feel bad that you forgot, but then, but then you feel optimistic, like, wow, we have Delvin Cook on this team. Dang, that's going to be great. Gerald Spring gets things going. First casualty of an overpriced quarterback. I don't get it. I guess I guess draft and develop and just watch him walk out the door. He was the only guy that showed up to play in to play in Philly too. That would be Mr. Keenum. Oh no, or McKinnon, excuse me. To to play in Philly. Made a clutch, made a lot of clutch first downs when we got in a jam. This sucks in my book. And yes, it's a lot like losing Chester Taylor. The hope is that Latavius Murray can also be that, because the good news of Latavius, he can catch. He can catch. He's a receiver that can catch, and he can also get those big uh, short yardage first downs. So he can be the third down running back from here forward, and he's going to have to be. Uh, Jerick McKinnon was an interesting, interesting player, and it was an interesting change of pace between the two running backs. A little thunder lightning going on, and it was nice. Uh, Now you got uh, thunder and lightning again, kind of, or just thunder and overall guy, I guess. Maybe he's Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's uh, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Delvin Cook, of course. Hopefully. Uh, again, none of... Uh, Adrian Peterson, all he did was be able to run. He couldn't catch and he couldn't block. So hopefully you can get multi-tool guys here, and I believe we can. Delvin Cook, more than capable of blocking. Latavius Murray, same thing. So at least you have that. And, well, we'll see. Don't be surprised if the Vikings do draft one more running back in there somewhere and go from there and see what happens. Or get Brian Hill, right? <laughs> Who knows? We'll continue. Sebastian Barton, there he is, the new papa over there, says, you can say this due to the Cousins deal, Gerald String, but the money he got, we can't pay a third string back like that. I'm very happy for Jet. He's talented, but by no means a bell cow. And I, I understand. Yep, I understand that. It's just one of those things, a guy who probably deserved more touches and wanted a raise, and because when you're a running back in the NFL, <laughs> You know, you don't know how long it's going to be. I mean, the words NFL, not for long, mean a hell of a lot for running backs in the National Football League. So God bless him for getting that payday. I mean, really, honest to God. I mean, you never know. Jarek McKinnon was a mid-round pick. He wasn't taken in the top top round, top two rounds of the draft, like uh, Dalvin Cook, Adrian Peterson, and such. So we'll see what happens there. God bless Jarek McKinnon, and it's going to be a very interesting uh, San Francisco 49ers going into the season. Gerald String says, well, I hope you're right. It just feels like we have three years of Cousins, four years of rebuilding, and maybe get back to the NFC Championship game. That's been about the average for us. Yeah, about once every eight to ten years or so the Vikings get back to the NFC title game, and hopefully it's a lot quicker this time. Uh, There was that time where we went back right away with a different quarterback, Dante Culpepper, versus the old, you know, uh, Cunningham and all that. Brad Johnson, Cunningham, Jeff George. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jeff Froyland, you couldn't have said it better. Another year, another quarterback. You're a star candidate for that simple statement. <laughs> ben McCarthy says, I agree with both of you to a point. He had a lot of inconsistencies early on while they tried to feed AP, but he was the only Viking to play against Philadelphia, and I think Shermer knew how to use him more than anybody. I'm happy for Jet or any other player to get paid because they put their body out there every week, but I don't like the 49ers. And Trey Buckholz, welcome back. It's been a little while. He says, everyone knew Jet was going to leave to find a place to start. 
there wasn't going to be enough carries for him. And yeah, that's true. Uh, McKinnon was not happy when the Vikings took Dalvin Cook. I'm sure he wasn't. And Latavius Murray was probably like, well, okay, geez, you know. So that's kind of how things go there. Gerald String continues saying, well, I didn't realize he would be the second highest played running back in the league. That is probably a stretch. We'll still, <laughs> we'll still his 1,000 yards from scrimmage, shiftiness, and etc. Hoping Dalvin's ready to rock and roll and it won't matter. And I'm hoping so too. Leland, out of Iowa, like I've said before, says not worth the cost. Whenever he touched the ball, I expected a short gain, if not a loss. Well, he was better than that, Leland, wasn't he? I thought McKinnon was pretty good. He had some really nice games. He had some moments that weren't so good, some moments better than others. Uh, Latavius Murray ended up actually leading the Vikings in rushing yards, and he was kind of more of a, he was kind of more of like the top guy in terms of just smash-mouth football. Ben McKinnon could make things very interesting because he was a multifaceted. Uh, but even even Murray's multifaceted to the point. And there it is. The Vikings are apparently trading for Trevor Simeon to be our backup quarterback. Sebastian makes an angry face. I'm not sure why he's unhappy about it. I think it's okay. Things just continue to move. Like I said, it's a very busy fan interaction segment on Facebook because of all the stuff. And yes, I put training. So Justin Shatava jumped in and had to put this down. Trading. <laughs> He'll be training when the OTAs start. And thank you, I appreciate that. And I fixed it. Ugh, look at you. I was also mentioning on Wikipedia, I was already calling him a Viking because it happened pretty fast there. Mark Carlson says, gee whiz, my head is spinning. Josh Mayor Henry says, they did, they did trade for him. Vikings gave up a 2019 pick, and the Donkeys gave up a 2018 also. So, yes, yeah, so we got a 7th. Uh, we gave up a 5, and then we get Simeon in a 7th. So, not too bad. Gerald String says, this is just weird. Mm-hmm. Malcolm McSween out of Northern Cal says, I'm okay with it. Any quarterback of starting experience is a decent backup, I would say. I agree. Josh Mayer Henry says, Denver did it to get 3 mil off their cap. I don't understand why the Vikings did it. Well, to get a pretty solid backup quarterback. That's kind of what we did with Keenum in a sense. So I'm not too, you know, I'm, I'm just sad about Bridgewater leaving. That's all. But I'm, I'm not too disappointed about it. I don't know. I didn't even mention this in the first segment, and I was going to. And I didn't mention this. But here's one of the reasons why Teddy Bridgewater left. Uh, Sid Hartman, apparently, in his article on Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, I believe it was Sunday, paper, mentioned something very interesting, a tentacle as to why Teddy Bridgewater was no longer a Viking. He wanted over $10 million a year. That's right. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater wanted over $10 million a year, and he wasn't going to go under that with the Vikings for whatever reason. I don't know if he's just demanding I'm the starter, this and that. And when he wouldn't do that, they ended negotiations immediately because what, what are you going to do? I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with your knee. We don't know the future right now. We're not, we don't have a crystal ball on you. So they walked away. And next thing you know, Teddy Bridgewater had moved on and ultimately is stuck with only $5 million from the Jets, but up to $15 million if he can climb Mount Everest on a unicycle while blindfolded. We can't leave out the blindfolded part. So that's the situation there. Josh Mayer Henry says, yeah, I liked, I really like Bridgewater. He was a class act. Wish he had, we would have been able to resign him as the backup. And I wish we could have too, but he just was not interested in doing that. And if Kirk Cousins is going to get the big bucks, Teddy Bridgewater is probably not going to play. And plus, Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt either. So, I don't know. Mark Carlson and Leland wrap up this section saying, Mark says, uh, maybe a few years down the road, they will trade home back. <laughs> they will trade uh, trade him back. So, I'm not sure what he means, trade home back? Trade him back. Trade him back here. Yes. Like Tarkington. And 
that possibility exists. It's only a one-year deal, so you never know. Maybe Teddy does come back, and I would love to see Teddy back. I would love to see Teddy back. Maybe that day will come one day. I doubt it, but maybe. Leland says, hope this doesn't cost much. He's not that impressive. He's okay, and he's a backup. He's not your full-time starter. And you know what? He probably would have been better than the quarterback situation we had in from 06 all the way to 08, I would have to say. I would rather have Trevor Simeon than anything we had from 06 to 08. Brad Johnson was completely done. Tavares Jackson was awful. Uh, uh, Brett Bollinger couldn't play. Uh, who, who else is there? Uh, Kelly Holcomb. <laughs> Kelly Holcomb looked like he was 50 years old. Uh, and he played like it, too. Yeah, he did. Um, who else is there? Uh, God. Oh, Gus Farratt. Gus Farratt was... Uh, yeah, I'd rather have Trevor Simeon than Gus Farratt, too, at that point. Farratt was good for a game or two, and then he was back to being, like, done. Like, he wasn't a good quarterback, and he was kind of weird that second time around. His first time around here, he was wonderful. Loved him back in uh, 04, but, man, he was uh, Mr... Uh, Farad was terrible in 08 after the first couple games when he was decent. There it is. The Minnesota Vikings finally officially signed Kirk Cousins. It was three years, 84, all guaranteed. And he will don number eight. Leland Albertson says, all guaranteed. Ugh, oh, that's scary with the backup, with the quarterback luck we've had the last two seasons. Dave Hickey says, yeah, we've definitely had tough luck with quarterbacks. We better draft some good old linemen and sign some in free agency to protect our higher dollar quarterback. Tony Brown says it's Super Bowl or bust. I would I would have rather seen the money get spent on defense than the O line, but hey, as a Vikings fan, I'll support him. And yeah. Mark Carlson says this makes me sick. Eighty four million. <laughs> what a saving. What a saving. I don't know what to say. I really don't. Maybe I will add that uh, that the Vikings, my favorite team, has a very poor history with signing big-name offensive players, particularly quarterbacks. If this is the future Soviet, I really hope everyone did their homework on this one. Donovan McNabb, Jim McMahon, Warren Moon, Brett Favre, and the like is the name worth so much. I have my doubts. Please prove me wrong. And I hope they do prove you wrong. I do. Uh, Warren Moon was disappointing. He was getting older. He was better in his second year than his first. Brett Favre was unbelievable in his first year. And his second year, you know, they just kind of brought him back. It's like digging a, digging something up out of the grave. That wasn't even worth it. That was just stupid. Um, no, we'll continue. Uh, Gerald Strings' trivia question for Purple Mafia Nation. Name the last NFL team that shot their entire wad on a quarterback and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a tough one, too. That's a tough one. Uh, kind of, sort of, Denver Broncos, maybe. They did, but I, they did sign uh, Peyton Manning, but by the time Peyton Manning was just about done, then they finally won it because of the defense. So, yeah, it, Tom, uh, Peyton Manning wasn't the reason they won the Super Bowl. He was just on the roster. <laughs> he was just the game manager at that point because he was completely pretty much burnt out as a player. He was cooked by the time they finally did win it. So hopefully the defense is so good, it doesn't even matter who the quarterback is as long as he's competent and well, maybe above average. We'll see. Dave Hickey responds to Gerald String saying, not sure, but we blew a big one on the Herschel Walker trade, and it set us back for years. At least we're not giving away players, too. Not yet, anyway. We will probably have to because we have 24 mil on just one guy, so somebody, somebody's going to suffer. If he brings us a Super Bowl, it'll all be worth it, and we will finally have a franchise quarterback, and I hope that is the case. 
I hope so, indeed. Uh, yeah, there it is. Sheldon Richardson has generated some excitement. The Vikings signed three-technique Sheldon Richardson to a one-year contract for about $12 million. So, welcome aboard Sheldon Richardson to the Minnesota Vikings. Brett McCarthy says, hell yeah. Leland Albertson says, good deal. Cedric Paulding says, best move of the offseason so far. I wish we could go after uh, a corner of safety, and I was hoping for... Uh, Honey Badger, but apparently that ended up not happening for $7 million one year to the Houston Texans. Dave Hickey continues saying, I like the thought pattern, Joey, but that would just be too rich for our blood. Maybe we get lucky in the draft and find the next Honey Badger. And again, that was about the Honey Badger conversation. And I hope we indeed do wind up getting another uh, cornerback safety. The Vikings definitely need safety help in the draft. Um, quarterback? No, I guess we won't take one, but maybe for the hell of it. Compete with Slaughter, see what happens. I guess, see how things go there. Maybe if it's like a later pick, and you never know. Tom Brady was taken in the sixth round, so you never know. And we could say that every year. We could say that forever uh, until the next time it does happen. We'll just have to mention Tom Brady every time. <laughs> but the odds of that happening are what they are. Very slim. Um, we continue. David Pinnock. I think this might be the first or second time only. This signing will help our defensive backs because it will make the quarterback hurry the ball. Absolutely it will, and that's awesome. Yep, it's going to be a very, this is a very exciting move for the Vikings and proof they are absolutely all in. Brent Jacobson says, Skull baby. Brett McCarthy says, we did good last season and almost got there, and now they and now they want to come. And did, did you hear what he said about the new training building? He loved it, and yes, that was awesome to hear indeed. It is a nice place, and things are going to be great. Dave Hickey wraps up this section, says, Huge signing. I'm surprised. Maybe Minnesota, the new destination place. It seems like this free agency, there are a lot more good players shifting teams. Usually there are four or five big-name players signings with new teams in years gone by. This year it seems like 15 to 20. Welcome, welcome, Sheldon. So thank you indeed. Thank you indeed. Welcome aboard, Sheldon Richardson. It's going to be fun. I was saying how the Vikings release Cherry is right. Cedric Paulding says, I'm not sure how I feel about this one. Wright did show some flashes at times. Yep, and then Malcolm McSween posted that article I read earlier. Uh, Anthony Batista says he was Mr. Third Down, First Down. Yep, Anthony Batista. Yep, Anthony from L.A. Thank you. Nice to hear from you again. Gerald Spring says, absolutely nothing makes sense to me anymore. Is it ownership, Spielman or Zimmer? Not sure. This spending spree on unknowns and screwing players that got us here don't think is going to work, folks. Dave Hickey says, this sucks. You could always count on him when he got the opportunity to play. And again, yeah, it's like, but then we still have Treadwell. Woohoo, right? I was talking about how the Vikings had re-signed kicker Kai Forbath. So Kai Forbath is back, <laughs> like it or not. Mark Carlson says, ski is surreal. I admit, however, I became pretty critical of kickers lately. I hope he has a great year and goes on a long streak. And hopefully the streak lasts and not ending at the last second, right? <laughs> Cedric Paulding says, I hope we could move on. I just trust him in crunch time. He either misses too many extra points or blows crucial kicks. I would would have rather uh, drafted Daniel Carlson out of Auburn. And yeah, I mean, maybe that would have been better. Bring in some new blood and see just how good they are, especially uh, early on. Often they have a good rookie season like Blair Walsh did. And then after that, things went down so quickly. I'm okay with Kai Forbath. We'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I'm not sure what to say. He was good at the end. I, I, I will admit, he was good at the end. Uh, so a few posts here. Mm -hmm. Okay, there it is. 
Brent Jacobson, yep, we were talking about Gerald Matthew possible signing, and I was really excited about that. Did I say Gerald Matthew? Tyron Matthew. And hoping for the best there, but unfortunately off to the Texans he went. Look at this. <laughs> Gerald Strequel's uh, article, Sam Bradford tears rare trader cuff standing contract will be placed on season-ending injured reserve. It was kind of funny, that look on Sam Bradford's face at that press conference in Arizona. He just kind of had this, hmm, look at <laughs> I like that. That's a funny NFL meme there. Oh, that's cool how they're able to put that in there to make it really look real. Oh, man. Oh, let's keep moving. Another post from Gerald String. Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, spelled by the end of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Well, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, he was saying, who was this? Uh, yep, Colin Coward was saying, it will be the Minnesota Vikings division for the foreseeable future. Colin Coward thinks Kirk Cousins and the Vikings are a great fit. And yes, we have the herd, the herd. And he's a guy who's been awfully critical of the Vikings. Whoops. In key moments, saying how. Seattle did not get lucky. Well, they kind of did when the guy missed the freaking kick being Blair Walsh. I think the Vikings had that game won. And that the Vikings didn't get lucky. They just sucked and they blew it. Okay, thanks, Colin Coward. But there, no, but at least he was nice about this one, the Kirk Cousins signing. Uh, another one from Gerald. This is funny. NFL memes. When you get your tax return and start spending your money on unnecessary shit. So one is like an airplane, uh, a jet, very expensive jet on a, on a side road there. Somebody walking what looks like a peacock, I believe. Yeah, so spending money on a peacock. Uh, somebody over in India, I believe, with a cheetah in the car. A cheetah. Interesting. And I'm not talking cheetah pizza. I'm talking a cheetah, meaning it would be, yeah, that would cost a fortune. And there's Kirk Cousins in purple, wearing number eight and a captaincy on the chest and the purple horned helmet there. Yeah, you know, the Vikings uniform. Kirk Cousins dropping back to pass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kirk, um, I would, it's safe to say Gerald String is not too pleased about the expense of uh, Kirk Cousins signing, but uh, it is what it is. I mean, it's a very debated move. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. I mean, there's really nothing else to say other than let's just be hopeful and, you know, let's hope for the best. We all want this team to win at the end of the day. He's the quarterback, and that's the contract, and we're just going to have to hope and for, for the best here. We'll wrap up the Facebook section, which was a very, very long one, but but entertaining and fun and lots of information. Inside look of Kirk Cousins becoming a Viking. There he was at his locker. Thank you, Leland, for posting this at the locker and football and everything. And he had signed his contract. And very cool. Do check that out. It is in uh, visitor posts on the Purple Mafia page there. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia. As now we will wrap up the show. Very, very, very elongated uh, fan interaction segment because so much happened this year. Every free agency that's taken place of the Vikings for many years has been, well, maybe we sign one big-name guy like Antoine Winfield, which was really exciting, and then it gets quiet after that. Maybe you sign one or two other guys, and then, okay, but it's a lot quieter. This is this is a massive offseason, and of course, not only were there major signings, but there were major, major departures here. Uh, you see, you saw three quarterbacks leave. Teddy Bridgewater started, won the division in 2015. Sam Bradford started and had a good season, but didn't have much O-line help in 2016. Case Keenum saved the Vikings season and had an awesome year in 2017. And now Kirk Cousins. So there's four quarterbacks there. So pretty crazy. Another year, another quarterback as we continue that trend, as mentioned by uh, Jeff Froyland. Jeff Froyland, you get the gold star. <laughs> just for that. You know, just for that, because it was so funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're going to share with Dave Vicky, though. I mean, Dave Vicky was so good throughout this show. He was awesome. Um, great comments, everybody. You know, uh, it's like you want to just give them to everybody because you guys were so good. Um, Gerald String and Mark Carlson will share the silver. And Leland and James Beck. No, Leland and, yeah, Leland, James Beck, and... Josh Mayer Henry will share the bronze. Yes, I'm being super generous because it was a fun show and there was so much interaction. You guys all deserve stars. So, I mean, just an awesome show. Thank you guys very much for the fan interaction. It's a lot of reading, but it's enjoyable. And it's probably nice to hear your name and hear your thoughts here on the air. It was a lot of reading. It's not the easiest thing to do in the world when it's extremely busy like that. But hey, it's enjoyable. It's nice that you're interacting with me. It's nice that you want to hear what you have to, that you want to hear your thoughts on this show. You want to be a part of this show. You want to join in. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it very much. So again, links to all the uh, the Facebook page and Twitter account will be in the show description, along with the email address, paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. You can do that. Uh, you need that email address when you send an audio submission. Just simply use the uh, free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Treat it like a phone call, save it, and send it to that email address, paladinolive at yahoo.com. It is in the show description for copy and paste purposes or just copy purposes, whatever you want to do. And you go from there, or you just click on it and it takes you right where you need to go also. And then you just simply attach your uh, voice recording and email it to me there. I will convert it to an mp3 file thanks to zumzar.com. I appreciate that very much. So we continue there. There's also the phone line, 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling into the Purple Mafia show. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. It's a three-minute limit because it is a voicemail, so it is what it is there. The call now button on the Facebook page takes you to the exact same phone number. Simply go there, join it, and you could be from anywhere on the planet as long as you have a Wi-Fi connection or data connection, you'll get in, and it won't cost you a penny. So that's just how it is there. Unless, of course, your data is limited, but that's kind of on your end of things. It's not because you're getting charged for the phone calls. It's just the data itself with you and your provider in that sense. So simple stuff, simple logic there that you already probably knew about 10 years ago anyway, most of you. So, yes, thanks again for listening. Please tell your friends about the show. If you want to help out and you haven't done this yet, please write a positive rating for the Pro Mafia show on iTunes or Stitcher if you could. It only helps. It makes it more attractive to future listeners. Apologize if I get a little bit disoriented when I'm reading a lot. Whew, yeah, it's it's not easy after a while. You 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 start to kind of slip and stammer a teeny bit, and I apologize that wasn't the best thing you ever heard. Sometimes on occasion, and sometimes some people had a couple typos, and that can kind of throw you off too. So there were some typos in there. So <laughs> welcome to the land of voicemail and all that and stupid spell check or you're just trying to text and the stupid thing doesn't come out right so there's all kinds of stuff like that want to thank uh, gerald and leland also for the links that's why you guys got gold uh, you guys got stars anyway throughout the show want to thank all of you for your inclusion please tell your friends about the show we'll be back very shortly probably not too long a couple weeks for a draft preview but i finally get my butt gear into gear with that that's why i didn't want to talk about it on this show I want to save it all for another show keep this to free agency because it was such a very busy free agency period look how long the show was usually free agency show usually there's so little free agency i can just cram it together with the uh <laughs> with the draft preview but at this time no it's gonna have its own show and it ended up being almost an hour and a half here so geez 
Yeah, we'll get to the draft preview coming up in the next two to three weeks at the longest. Well, maybe at the very, very longest, uh, right before the draft, something like that, if it comes to it in late April. Depends, but we'll be back when we're back fairly soon. Two, Two weeks minimum, five longest maybe, something like that. So we'll just get back to you when we're able to, this and that. Gotta sit down, study, look at things, and hopefully bring you a good product do what the Vikings should do. All I got to say is offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Oh, and secondary too, but offensive line. Yeah. And luckily we did get our three techniques. So that will definitely shift our gears to the offensive line in the first round of the draft coming up very shortly. First and maybe even second round coming up. So we'll see what happens. We'll get back to you fairly shortly. Long cleanups are starting up pretty soon as well. That's also what could deter things a teeny bit, but there's always those rainy days. And when I'm ready to record. I'm ready to record. Until then, take care and we'll talk to you very soon.